Welcome to the Culture Guitarist. Uh, I'm here with Casper the Clasper. Damn it. You give good hugs, buddy. That's a good... <laughs> that's that's terrible. That's a creepy sounding It's a creepy sounding it's a creep. name. I'm sorry. And But you're not. I'm not sorry. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I'm standing beside it. Casper du Clasper. <laughs> Sounds European and classy. Does it? No. No. It's still horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Hi, Casper. Hi. My name is Al, and uh, I'm your pal. we got to come up with new ones every episode or something. Yeah, that's this, a this good This could be a fun thing. Thank God Asper the... Asper. Asper. Casper <laughs> the Clasper is, is gone for good. Wow. Um, but Casper the Asper. Damn it. That's, 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 that's coming Next down the pipe. Next <laughs> episode. Uh, yeah, the culture guitarist. So, I like podcasts, hence why we're doing a podcast. And in my exploration of podcasts, and in particular, guitarist-flavored, uh, tailored podcasts. Flavored? Tailored? I like flavored. You That's like good. flavored? Yep. yep. <laughs> guitarist-flavored podcasts. Now we're clasping, and we're cannibals. Um, <laughs> but in my perusing of guitar-centric uh, podcasts, uh, there's some great podcasts out there that I really enjoy. I like Guitar Nerds. Uh, I listen to Get Offset. There's a few of them out there that I enjoy. But there's... Um, I felt like there wasn't one that really did everything I wanted in a podcast. So I thought it'd be fun to do one. And we talked about it. And now we're doing it. And uh, it's going to be great. We've got some cool interviews lined up with some really cool people. Yeah. Um, we got some cool topics we want to talk about and, and we want to be a little more broad in our approach because there's more to guitar than just being really retail focused or focused on the next cool piece of, uh, gear, the flavor of the month pedal that has come out or things like that, which don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, that'll be fun to talk about. Um, but I also think it's going to be cool to talk about, you know, songwriting process or what guitar playing has been in your life just in a general sense is, is it a hobbyist thing it really like helps you unwind when you get home from work is it something you passionately dive into do you now own a guitar building business because you're so into it whatever that thing is we want to talk about it because it's a pretty broad yeah broad ground yeah collecting and and what sure what yeah. about you know the eras of guitar that are so great and so not great. Oh yeah, there's you know, there's so much to talk about. So much. There's so much history and and all of this this thing that became the cultural zeitgeist of guitar, and that's that's what we're here to do. We're here to explore that, and I think that's going to prove to be interesting and sometimes funny and odd. Uh, often funny and odd if. Uh, you're talking. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but you, you know, and we're gonna try and uh, we're gonna try and keep in mind if you guys are if you if you folks listening are, are really enjoying something we're doing, let us know. If you're really not enjoying something we're doing, uh, also let us know in a kind way. <laughs> yeah, be nice. Um, be nice <laughs> to each other and to us. But we we want your feedback. Um, that's the that's the way we're going to improve this the best I think is by getting your feedback and combining that with what we love and we'll have all those social 
bells for smashing and and <laughs> <laughs> and things in place. You can give us your feedback via Instagram Sm- and Facebook. Smash or... that tweet button. <laughs> yeah. Smash like that bell. Yeah. yeah. Follow the <laughs> commenting. Right. Yes. I know how to socials. You're very good at social it. medias. <laughs> I give great media social. Um, so yeah, the cultured guitarist, and that's, that's kind of why it's called the cultured guitarist is because it's not so much about being, um, highbrow or, you know, wearing tuxedos and fine ballroom gowns while also talking about your latest, um, Nick Huber guitar purchase. It's about all things guitar culture. We might spend an episode talking all about plain wound strings we're not going to spend an episode talking about plain wound strings but we the, the point is there's no damn it guitar related topic <laughs> that is is off and uh so we're going to try and we're going to try and cut a unique swath in the guitar world discussion so to speak how do you, how do you yeah i like it you that's, like that i think that's uh that's it in a nutshell for the most part yeah um does that feel like something you can clasp onto Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? And uh, so much of uh, the last, you know, well, so much of our friendship and, and the guitar culture that surrounds the things that we like um, delves a lot into, you know, the vintage one-off weirdness of things you know, yeah. that, we, that we dig. And I think, yeah. I think um, you know, there are people like us and there are people that maybe don't know. Yeah. And, and we're gonna we're gonna dig that too. So. I mean, really, truly, would we have we wouldn't have formed a friendship if it weren't for a guitar? I, Our I, paths simply wouldn't have crossed. It just wouldn't have happened. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I might have brought a car in for you to fix it to your former place of employment because I'm an idiot with vehicles and. Yeah, if, yeah. It was definitely well. Music is the only yeah. reason we are friends yeah. because music brought us brought yeah. us together. <gasps> oh Jesus! Now I need. Tissue. Please clasp me. <laughs> Hold me close. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and and music has music has been that for me since I started playing. It has like I started playing in a band. I <laughs> I started a band with my friends before I owned a guitar or knew how to play one. I learned to play in a band. I was playing within a, my first week of guitar. I was playing in a band. It was a thing that I did with friends. It was it's been the core of most of my friendships ever since. And uh, I'm cool with that. I, I like that. And it's become a for me, it's a hobby. You know, I wouldn't say I'm a guitar collector anymore. There was definitely a time. Uh, the collection peaked around uh, I wanna say it was forty seven guitars. It was it was pushing fifty. It was pushing fifty instruments in my home. All at once, which is way too many. Now, wow. All right, all right. Don't I, say I, that I'm not going to say harshly because we are, we are. That is an aspect. We, it's collectors. Yeah. Collectors are. That's a thing. I, I like to touch on on just how much time you spent playing versus how much time <laughs> you spent changing strings and maintaining guitars. All right. So okay. So we let's we'll, we'll dive into that. Why not? Yeah. So <laughs> when I had when my collection was at close to 50 instruments, um, this was while I was working at a at a music store. And so I could indulge in that collecting habit a little bit because I had a great staff discount, which definitely aided. 
And it also aided in the maintenance section of things because I was one of those dudes that at that time, I didn't do a, really much touring. I didn't gig all the time uh, like I do now. And so I would change the strings on all of my guitars, regardless of how much they were getting played, once a month. That's going to be like a day or two with oh, the man. tech work straight. What like, it turned into was <laughs> your weekends. two days a week, I would go into my basement, which is where the bulk of the collection lived, and it was in my basement, and I would like turn on movies and sit there watching movies at, at my my teching desk, and I would just sit there and change strings and set up guitars for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Like, well, I think I'll watch uh, The Wrath of Khan and search for Spock and uh, do all the Gibsons today. Like, <laughs> it was it was that. And that, so that, you know, that was. You, you are not alone, though, Al. I'm sure I'm not. There I'm are... sure there are way worse people than me. And for the record, I'm not like that anymore. My guitar collection now is. Um, well, a good portion of it is here. A good portion not? of it lives in your house. <laughs> <laughs> My, the SG, which I am currently wearing, uh, has been living in your basement for a year. Just about. Yeah. I, um, I like how you're wearing it more like a necklace than I know. Than an I am just, just holding, holding it. Really, <laughs> just like it's just on me, just because. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, I I don't have a collection anymore. I have. Uh, I mean, I guess I have a collection, but it's a small collection, and the and the the point of the collection has changed. It has gone from collecting to collect, to I'm trying to cover tonal ground. So I, you know, you're making smarter, more purposeful guitar choices. Yeah, yeah, I I think strategic at least. Maybe right. I don't know about smarter because that's a that's a relative term. That's yeah, but I'm 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 trying to cover a lot as much ground as possible with each instrument. Uh, in order to justify its existence in my collection. Right. And that is largely because uh, since I've gone, uh, uh, in 2013 when I went full-time into touring, um, my income is just much, much, much lower. <laughs> and I just don't have the, I don't have the income to support having a huge collection that doesn't justify itself. It, it has to justify itself. So I have an SG, that's a solid body with humbuckers, that's, one big range of tones covered. I have a Telecaster. That's another big range of tones covered. Um, I have a bass guitar. It's a big part of the thing. Um, you know, and I have other things on my hit list like. Uh, and it's a it's a precision. Um, uh, my bass is uh, it's a deluxe. Oh, what is the model name? Deluxe act uh, D deluxe active precision bass. So it's got a jazz bass pickup near the bridge, as well as a P bass pickup, right. and uh, active preamp in it. So it's you know three band EQ and that kind of thing. I actually don't really care for the active circuitry in it. If I had, yeah, if I'd chosen that bass for myself, I wouldn't have maybe got the active version. But uh, I inherited that bass, so it's very special. Yeah, yeah, which we can talk about later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so each each thing has to cover some ground. So on on my list of things to acquire is uh, a really nice. Uh, I'm leaning towards hollow body, but depending on the semi hollow, I might go semi hollow. But something hollow or semi hollow with uh, P90s or at most mini humbuckers, but preferably P90s or like gold foils or something 
like that. So that covers another huge palette. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that's the goal of my collection is to try and recover, try and recover, try and cover huge swaths of territory so that I have an available color palette with, with my guitars that lets me kind of do whatever I want to do. Um, and then I can start thinking about some frivolous things. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I was sitting at that collection at, at just about 50 guitars, it was like I had probably almost half of them were Gibsons that were solid bodies, <laughs> <laughs> which was fun, but really, really not necessary. You know, when, when you start, when you look at your guitar collection, you go, okay, well, there's multiple SGs, there's multiple Les Pauls, and there's a couple of Explorers, and there's a couple of Vs. It's like every single one of those is a huge chunk of mahogany or a small chunk of mahogany in the SG's case with Gibson humbuckers in it. I'll bet you it sounds like a solid body mahogany guitar with humbuckers in it. <laughs> and yeah, we can get into the minutia of like, well, last balls have a maple top and there's some, and okay, that's all fine and dandy. But in a general broad term, they sound like a solid body with humbuckers. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't need that. I'm sure many. each one had its own flavor so to speak oh for sure but They're, you know they were yeah. all within that same tonal ground yeah yeah like, i hear you i picked up one sg out of the few i had i picked up one explorer out of the few i had i picked up one les paul out of the few i had like it was just like there was definitely my favorites and then, you know, sometimes i'd break it up by playing one of the other ones but really just you know so yeah now yeah. it's down to the, yeah the tonal diversity between the four sgs you own is not high. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, or at the time. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. So Um, that's, I mean, that's, that's where I'm at as a guitarist right now. And at this point in my life, I want to cover huge amounts of ground with as little stuff as possible. And part of that is because I'm touring and I just don't have the money to Mm. support lots of crap that is, okay, crap's the wrong word, but lots of stuff that I don't need, but want. Right. And the other part of that is like my wife and I are, you know, we're trying to downsize our lives because we want to eventually live in a tiny house. So, again, 50-plus guitars. Exactly. <laughs> well. I mean, you could have a sea can insulated and have your, you know, but. Oh, yeah. I, I'm in the all. same boat. I mean, as you know, and I don't sell things. Uh, I, no. I struggle to let things go, <laughs> even things that are not magnificent. Um, but I think I'm in that kind of mode as well, you know. My collection is not vast. Um, it was far more vast at one point. I think I was I was getting close to twenty um, instruments from ukuleles all the way up to to basses and and everything. But I mean now, I, I've got acoustics very well covered. I've got, <laughs> I've got you know I've you got think, that. You think you have some? You think you got your? There's a couple of really nice. Seems like there's some acoustics okay in my collection. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a good episode. That there is. Too. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the, the hollow body humbucker, um, got that covered and, you know, in a, with a great tone and, I, you know, it's not the most elaborate fancy machine that, that I, that I own, but damn, does it sound good? And, um, well, and, and, and really, does it have to be expensive to sound great? No, no. You know, like you look back at the seventies. No, Jimmy Page was rocking a Dan Electro. There was not a cheaper guitar in the universe than a freaking Dan Electro. <laughs> it's true. So, I mean, you know, if it plays good and it sounds good, yeah, it's a good guitar. But, you know what, I think you've done something really smart with your 
guitar acquisitions. And and this is, you know, a benefit of you starting a little later in life into the guitar this world. This is very true. And, and as, a, as, as an a adult. single dad, <laughs> yeah. you know, it wasn't like you were going to run out and buy half the stock at Long McQuaid. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're being a little more strategic from the get-go, but... Although some of the money I spent, actually, I could have probably come home with three or four guitars with the amount of money I spent on them. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean. That being said, though, I am also moving into some uncharted ground for, for myself with, uh, you know, the electric guitars that I am purchasing yeah. and, and playing around because I am you know, more acoustic and I, I do I do favor that, that style a little bit more. But, you know, having a, having a Strat in the collection now and, you know, and the the 60s pan and all these these yeah. neat which uh just for a, a quick aside uh, uh, he said 60s pan and i think that uh for a lot of the people out there they're gonna have no clue what that is mm. um because very few people know what the brand pan is of course um the brand pan was made by aria in japan in the 60s and i think into the 70s into the mid 70s yeah yeah and they were uh, Canadian import only, I think, with a, f- right. a limited amount of shops even. Like, yep. So they're basically, they, they're really up the same alley as like Tysco and, and brands like that from the 60s coming from Japan. Um, just they were a very specific Canadian uh, import. Uh, Tysco, Univox. There was a, a plethora yeah. of Japanese. Uh, coming from like three factories. <laughs> yeah, there was only, I think there was only two or three factories, exactly. Yeah. Um, but so it's it's a basic 335 style ish hollow hollow body guitar it's really cool but um since like 95 percent of the people we ever talked to would have no clue what that is i thought it might be worth yeah i mean it's definitely a lawsuit guitar it is a a blatant yeah gibson copy uh i it very much yeah you know for a 50 plus year old guitar 50 60 plus years yeah man Um, it's just it's coming on 60 years old that damn thing it's got to be uh, it, 60 years old. It's in such good shape. I'm, you know, and for for what I paid for it, and it's just... You, you gotta, yeah, I hate you a little I, bit I for know. what you paid for it. I know. So, uh, one of the things I've been hunting for for years has been a kooky Japanese import hollow body with a trim. So, this guitar, basically. It hit this guitar. He didn't have a clue these things existed a year ago. <laughs> That is absolutely true. And he beat me to it. I've been hunting for one in decent shape for years. Years, people. Years. <laughs> I. It's not a point of pride for me. <laughs> but I did find it m- mere minutes after it was posted. I believe it was three minutes it was yeah. posted. Yeah. Oh, well, and you would have had, if you'd found it any later, it would have been gone. It would have been gone. And uh, I had to drive four hours to get it. And yeah. it was uh, it was worth every. The seller had it priced criminally low. Indeed. And. Uh, it was a good buy. I don't, I don't begrudge you buying it. I, I'm a little. I begrudge me not having one already. That's what I begrudge. But I hear you. <laughs> that's a problem for Al. <laughs> um, but oh, and to and to fill in a little bit of the details on on my bass guitar because we mentioned that mm. um, the bass belonged to a, a very close friend who passed away. Um, almost two years ago now and uh uh his instruments were divided up amongst uh friends and some of them went to are still with his family and stuff of course because they're very you know sentimentally valued and but i got his bass um one of the two bases he had uh 
I don't remember what the other one was. I think it was a Hagstrom or something. It was a, it was an odd base, but I got the Fender. And uh, if I had chosen my base, I would have chosen a different color. I would have chosen a different preamp and that kind of thing. But uh, I would have still gotten a P base. I would have gotten a Jazz Bridge pickup and uh, passive electronics. That'd be really the big difference. And it would be white uh, or mm. shell pink. But I like the base I have. It's a great base. Reminds me of my friend. It's nice to know that uh, it was in his collection. And uh, he named it Iron Man because it's red and gold. So It is so <laughs> so very much red and gold. Very, yeah. <laughs> it's almost obnoxious colored. but So that's my base. Deluxe Active P base. So between your the SG you're currently wearing... Mm. Um, you know, your telly you mentioned, uh, what other, what other pinnacles of your, of your collection do you have that stand out that really need mentioning? Um, and that, you know, I, we should probably avert away from the coming guitar that we know is being created. Well, that's kind of the other, that's the that's other the big one? pinnacle, really. I you mean, don't have any others that stand out like, hmm. This is it. This is it. Uh, do I? Are you thinking of something specific nope. that my brain is not coming up with? Because nope. I, um, I don't really have a lot else. I have I have an Epiphone SG. Rivers. Epiphone G400 named Rivers because <laughs> I was a super huge Weezer dork um, that I still have. <laughs> that... Did you say were? Okay. I, I am, was? <laughs> but I, I'm I'm an annoying Weezer fan. I'm an annoying Weezer fan to most other Weezer fans because I'm that guy who's like, the Blue Album is clearly superior to all other Weezer albums, and the Blue Album's B-sides are a better album by themselves than most other. <laughs> That's the Weezer fan I am. I don't want to talk about anything past, like, 2000. Gotcha. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I just, like, alienated bunch of people just were like oh what an idiot <laughs> yeah no they're turning off the podcast now <laughs> <laughs> please don't turn off the podcast because i'm a snobby weezer fan um <laughs> i have so i have that which is technically not an sg it is an epiphone g400 um but i bought that used in 1998 or 99 and i've had it ever since that's kind of been the mod platform right oh yeah it's yeah. nothing is on it that was from the factory that is not the neck and the body. Not the Everything's yeah. been changed or broken and had to be changed. Right. Um, and that's a big part of what this is all about, too. You know, it's not modding just... Modding and... Yeah, modding yeah. and all the, you know, what... You well, know, I my, think one of the guests we're most looking forward to is a straight-up guitar builder that yeah, we're both absolutely. friends with. Absolutely. And we're both close friends with. Yeah. yeah. Super uh, looking forward to having him And a, a source of two of the guitars in my esteemed... But small, my uh, small but esteemed collection. Yeah, so I've got so I've got the Epiphone. Uh, I have my well, I got my lunchbox guitar. That's a nifty. <laughs> I like. Is it, what is it called? Lunchy. Uh, lunchy. The orange crush. Yeah. Lunch tin? So, <laughs> I, dear listeners, whoever you may be, uh, now or in the future. Well, now there's nobody. This is the first episode. Yeah, in the future. In the future, future listeners. <laughs> um, I build lunchbox guitars which are exactly what they sound like. They are guitars made out of lunchboxes. Um, I don't build them often, but I build them on <laughs> on occasion. And the first one I ever built was uh, really particularly janky. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's uh, still with me because I wouldn't sell it. Um, and uh, it's affectionately named Lunchy. 
because it's, uh, I have no imagination, but it's uh, an orange. It's a the lunchbox is an orange crush pop can lunchbox. Lunchbox. I I'm not a huge fan of the color orange, <laughs> and the the palette at which they use to market orange crush is not as is not good either. <laughs> so like that thing is visually loud it it is yeah either, but it, it, so great it, it it is a thing that i think you either love it or you don't love it it's 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 either you love it or it's obnoxious i don't yeah. i don't think there's a middle ground with that guitar i don't know i find it horrendously obnoxious but i love it well and that's you know that's why i love pugs they're obnoxious and horrendous but i that's all of the appeal for me I had a great time though. I went into a, I went into my mu- local music shop uh, in Grand Prairie before I moved, and uh, I did a impromptu photo shoot with the Orange Crush lunchbox guitar and a six twelve orange stack because <laughs> they had us. They had made this beautiful uh, rocker verb fifty head. I think it was rocker fifty head. Doesn't matter. Is a huge orange stack. Big orange stack with a 212 cab and a 412 cab and a head. And I was just like, well, <laughs> I have something for this. So I have this stupid little lunchbox guitar that just looks so puny already <laughs> next to this. You know, it's, it, was, it was fun. I love those photos. Yep. But yeah, so I've, I've built, uh, I've, I build lunchbox guitars. So that's the other thing in my collection is lunchy. And, and, uh, I do have a 60s Tysco. Solid um, body, right? Solid body, mm-hmm. which is not, uh, it came to me in pieces and it's still in pieces. I haven't uh, made the time to put it together. Um, but it's the it's the stereotypical 60s Tysco. It looks, it looks like somebody uh, sharpened the horns on a Jaguar or stuck an SG in the microwave or something. Like it's just <laughs> ca- kind of an odd body shape. <laughs> I love that that visual. Stuck an SG <laughs> in the just, microwave. Yeah, it's kind of a <laughs> kind of a melty double cut guitar, and it's got two pickups and a weird trem bridge, and all of it is odd, odd and funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look forward to hearing it one day. And that's it. I don't have. Uh, I don't even I don't own a lot right now. Partly partly because my uh, my acoustic was stolen. Mm. I don't have I don't own another one yet. Though so. it is in the works, it's very it nearing completion. Oh gosh, That's I think so this near. is a moment. This is a great uh, segue to bridge into <laughs> the custom acoustic guitar world that we both yeah we both do inhabit even yeah. though your guitar is the very guitar nearly general yeah. very nearly finished um with uh with custom handmade uh Kronbauer guitars yeah. uh, of which i own two you, do. you are currently playing one on tour um and the other one is hanging on the hook right beside you yeah look so at that. Look at um, that thing. we both uh are Dear friends with Trevor Crumbar, we will have him on the podcast uh, to talk about all manner of things. Um, and he's, he's going to be a fun guest because he's, he's going to be great. I don't, does he not want to talk about guitar building at all? Well, I <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> when I asked him if if he'd like to be on the podcast, and he was immediately like, "Oh yeah, that sounds that sounds fun. That'd be great. That'd be a great time." 
And then his immediate statement after that was, as long as we don't just talk about guitar building. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Mr. Custom Acoustic Guitar Builder. Let's talk about chess. Yes. And the color of this carpet. (laughs) I don't know. Well, Trevor's, I mean, if you have, okay. If, if, If you ever have the chance to sit down with Trevor Cronenbauer and just talk about life, oh, dear sweet listeners, you do it. You need to do it. He's an amazing man. Um, Casper introduced me to him when I first moved to this area. Well, or not when I first moved. About a year ago. About a year. A little year over a year ago. Well, yeah. year and a half-ish. Yeah. And uh, at that time, this was before my acoustic was stolen, it was just like, well, I would love to meet a custom guitar builder. I love meeting builders. I love guys who, I love luthiers. They're the coolest. And not just guitar builders, but we're going to have a whole number of guests that create yeah. a ton of things. I uh, love, for the I love world. guys that I love the. I mean, I would, I would absolutely have somebody from Fender or Gibson on here. I'd love to talk to to big companies too. But my favorite thing is to talk to the guys that are in the indie section of things. They're doing their own thing. They're doing unique things. So of course, I was like, heck yeah, I want to meet Trevor. That'd be great. And I met Trevor and. He's such a wonderful man. He's such a kind man. He's such a funny guy. Very, very witty. And almost, like, he hides his inappropriate sense of humor very well, but it's there. <laughs> it's very much there. <laughs> um, but he, he was like, it was like I met Buddha in a guitar workshop. Because he just, he just, we, you know, I went back there once on my own to, to talk with him. And uh, I don't think we talked about guitars at all. He talked about, you know, focusing your 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 energies and your thought process on what you want to happen in your life, what your future needs and what you need. Yeah. And it was just like, guide me up the mountain, oh, holy Sherpa. <laughs> Lead me to the promised land. Like, he is just a smart, deep-thinking dude. Yep. And uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm so looking forward. Like I was, I was hooked on Trevor Cronbauer before I ever thought I would own one of his guitars. I believe I met Trevor in 2013, so I've been very fortunate to be his friend for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's he's exactly as you're describing him. Yeah. Oh, holy Sherpa, lead me to the promised land. <laughs> it's just, you know, <laughs> where are you going, man? I'll follow you. Yep. Yeah. He's just a cool, cool guy. And I, it, you know, it was that that was meeting him, and it was that that sold me on like I gotta have a guitar from this. Well, then this he builds man. some of the most fantastic. Oh, they're fantastic! Well, yeah, I don't even want to say some of because I am, I am a hor- horrible <laughs> Casper Cronbauer snob. Cronbauer is the best <laughs> yep, thing ever. If you play Listen. something else, it's just meh. <laughs> That's not true. I, I'm just very much a supporter of the of the man who builds yeah. them and the guitars he builds because he, he's fantastic. So we're really excited to have him. But that was where I got hooked on on him was like he was a guy I wanted to be friends with, and it was that friendship that that was why I enjoyed him. And it was like okay, when I, when money allows, I'm gonna do this. And then it wasn't even five months later that my guitar was stolen, and and he stepped in and yep. Said, let's build one. Let's do it. Yep. What's the What's the dream guitar look like? <laughs> and I'm not I'm not kidding, man. It 
it's out of this world the guitar he is building for you aesthetically oh, sonically it's it's yeah. quite incredible I'm um, freaking out I'm uh, gonna... i like how some of the aspects and some of the the design things you came up with and he was like yeah yeah we can do that he oh he you were looking win? at it like oh my gosh you're looking at it like uh, he's not going to say yeah. I, I'm not even going to mention it. No, I'm not going to say anything. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we can do that. It was a very yeah. funny, yeah. It was a funny <laughs> You, you want to have like a 700-piece inlay? D- done. <laughs> <laughs> so are we, are we going I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. How, what do we have for time right now? Uh, we're, we're good. We're, we're, what, how long have we been on? We're, uh, this, we're just, just over 30 minutes. Just over we're, 30 minutes? Okay, we got time. We can do this. All right. Yeah. You want to spend yeah. the next... Well, ten fifteen, yeah. geek, geeking out. Well, I mean, we weren't intending to go here on the first episode, but we're here, so let's go here. So, sorry, I digress. It's I, we're digressing. <laughs> this is happening. Yeah, we're talking about my custom guitar. Of course, we're talking about this now. Yes, we'll talk about mine another. Go down. Day. Yeah, yeah, shut up, you. <laughs> I want to brag. Yeah, you got it, buddy. <laughs> I'm I'm humble. It's fine. No. <laughs> Oh, that's fire. This is because I called you Casper the Clasper, isn't Something it? like that. <laughs> Carry on. Custom guitar. Custom guitar. So I I have been fantasizing about a custom acoustic for a long time. When I, when I first went full-time with music, it was surprisingly not in my prog rock hardcore band, but uh, it was playing an acoustic with <laughs> a reggae group and now as a, as a solo performer. And I went from playing my acoustic a few times a year or just plucking it around the house to 230 shows a year. Um, In, like, country after country after country? Well, (laughs) no, no, no. It was mostly in Canada. It was almost entirely in Canada. We did Australia and the Caribbean and stuff, but we did a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of shows. That's three. (laughs) It's not not like I was, like, doing... 13 countries in Europe or anything like that. No, no. A lot, a lot of shows with a a Takamine that I bought in a pawn shop that I originally only bought to resell and then just wound up falling in love with it as I beat it up and played it a whole bunch. Um, And one of my gripes with this guitar was the super hard corners where, you know, a Strat would have an arm contour. And so at this point, you know, a couple years into playing this thing, I had a pretty good idea of like my fantasy acoustic it would sound like rosewood with a spruce top, and it would have an arm contour on the top of the body <laughs> and a nice cutaway and a side sound port. That was like my fantasy guitar. That's as far as I went with it because I, I wasn't, you know, if you'd asked me what custom electric I wanted, I could have told you 30 different custom. I still can. 30 different custom guitars that I would love every single one of them. Yeah. Acoustics, I was really a little bit like, you know. So when I started designing one with Trevor, because mine was stolen, it was a bit of a new world for me. And I, so my wildest fantasies were not that wild yeah. for a guy who's been building, you know, boutique world-class instruments for 12, you know, 15 years. 15, yeah. Just for, for guys like Spencer Elliott and like crazy players that can outplay me a hundred times over. So when I went into him, I was like, oh, uh, hey, uh, uh, Trevor. Your mouth's all dry and caught mouth, and you don't know what to say. <laughs> Mr. Cronbauer, um, I, I had this idea of, just like, it's stupid, it's stupid. You can tell me no if it's stupid. Um, but I had this idea of, like, uh, if I drilled a bunch of 
like uh, holes in like a swirly S pattern up the fretboard. We could just like inlay just little circles, just little circles, whatever, little circles. And it would just kind of look like a Milky Way. Is that stupid? It's stupid. You can say, and Trevor's response was like, that's genius. That's great. <laughs> hey, what if we did, instead of that, what if we just, what if we did a whole bunch of these circles? And we did lots like pinhole size. We did big ones. We made all these different types of wood and we'll use metals and we'll use like mother of pearl, pearl and, and we'll yeah. use abalone and we'll use all these different things and we'll and we'll make it look like have a lot of color and movement it was like oh oh well, that's my idea just way better <laughs> yeah <laughs> way smarter and like the brave bold version of of the best thing my idea was and not the like yeah you know the weenie version that just <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, and then it was, was my other genius idea was like, well, what'd you... Back and lace? Oh, yeah, yeah. He So Trevor had made this guitar with a, a, a rectangular... The whole back was rosewood, and then he took a strip about nine inches long and an inch wide of spalted maple and inlaid it directly in the center of the back of the guitar. And I think he framed it in something, didn't he? And not? then he framed it with, you know, put a couple of border frames around it that yep. were spaced out, and it just looked Gorgeous. amazing. And I just you got to go on Kronbauer's Instagram and, and look up look through his stuff. You'll find this guitar. You'll know exactly what we're talking about. Because I'm not describing it super well. But this this back inlay just blew me away. And so when we were picking out woods for mine, I picked out this piece this piece of rosewood for the back that was really the grain was not super well defined. It was very blurry. Mm. And it had a lot of purple. To it was it. very, very reddish. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I liked that because it looked like pictures of Saturn or Jupiter, like a gas giant planet. Because I'm a dork, and everything I think <laughs> about, I think about in terms of sci-fi. <laughs> and uh, so that you know, thinking about that and the woods I'd picked out, I went back to him with this like idea of like, can we do like a back inlay of like three three things, and maybe make them? I just look like I don't know. It's just, he's like, oh well, what we'll take these three, we'll take different pieces of wood. And we'll, we'll make these big circles out of them. And if we inlay them like this using the golden ratio, so that it really balances well across the back, and, it, and it'll look like moons orbiting the gas giant. It was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, please. Yes, please. And the result. Holy. Oh, my gosh. It's so much. Every, like, He's such a smart guy. Yeah. Everything he's he's and taken my ideas, taken them way further. It, it's and it's funny because like the, my guitar is nowhere near as elaborately um, appointed. Um, yes, it does have the 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 arm bevel. It does have a sound port in the top belt in the front. Um, you know, it does have some you know custom work on the neck and and all that stuff. But had I known that <laughs> the level of creativity that was coursing through me going, yeah, what about this and what about that? If I had actually just said something instead of being the, you know, very coy and like, yes, I did have him hand carve my signature into the 12th fret. Sure. But nowhere near as elaborate and and, and striking as as the some of the appointments of your guitar man i've just been floored by the the, the damn thing every time oh, i see that, it me too thank you uh but i'm not like i'm not usually as, as trevor would call i'm not the type of guy who'd usually go for the bobby dazzler guitar mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um unless it's gretch in which case sparklier please <laughs> uh the metal flake just needs to be bigger i need <laughs> glamour yeah give me the glitz um but an acoustic i would have gone i would have stayed really really plain and simple it was trevor being like 
You only might get to do this once, dude. Like, go all out. Yeah. Okay, what about this? Yeah. My favorite ones where you're like, what about this? And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. There's two. There's yeah, only, yeah. T- only two things I was like, oh, Mr. Trevor. What if we need the ones that you got super like, yeah, he's going to say yes. Oh, I'm just he'll gonna love say- this. Uh, and and I, I uh, so here's the two things I thought would be great. I I have a bit of a love affair with guitars with slotted headstocks. I just like like old parlor guitars and certain old. I just think they're cool. It's I like the way this they look. I like the way the string break angle is. It's it's a cool thing. But from a luthier perspective, it is a tremendous amount more work. <laughs> And so I went skipping into Trevor's workshop one day. Oh, Mr. Trevor, I had this great idea about a laminated neck with a slotted headstock. And he was like, laminated neck, sure. What did you say, slotted headstock? Yeah, slotted. No. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Not not that he wouldn't build you a slotted headstock. He will build you a slotted headstock. But in this particular case. But you will pay for the slotted headstock. (laughs) Trevor... Trevor is building me a guitar out of the not out of the kindness of his heart. I'm still paying a lot of money for this guitar, but not as much as I should be. Not even close. He's being very kind to me, and it's because he took pity on me having my guitar stolen. And uh, so he's got a few. He's got the right to be like no, yeah, <laughs> when he doesn't want to do something like a slotted headstock, which is fine. Uh, you know, now that my guitar is nearing completion and I've seen it, it's like, oh yeah, a slotted headstock would look tremendously stupid on yeah. <laughs> I like the discussion we had earlier too about the maple binding on the guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so dude, there's the other thing. Like, dude, your guitar's not found in, in, I, in maple. I had always talked about, oh, well, I'm flame maple binding around yep. my dark rosewood. It's going to be flame maple binding. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's what I did. And Trevor went and looked at it and somewhere along the line was like... No, no, that's not gonna look good. <laughs> My guitar is bound in Wenge. Yeah, and it looks phenomenal. Tremendous. Looks much better and less tacky than Flame Maple would have with what I have going on. Yeah. Flame Maple's a great binding, absolutely, but not for what I have. Go- it's the Wenge was a smarter choice, obviously, and I can admit that now. And Trevor might be more experienced than me at designing pretty guitars. <laughs> and the other thing I went to him with was I was like, it'd be really great if I could like sculpt my neck heel as it goes into the body so it's this really specific shape and like form contours into the cutaway and that would be really cool if it didn't mean like 30 hours of carving and a completely different finishing technique for trevor <laughs> and so that was the other item i was like what about this idea no <laughs> this is the way we do things this here. is a crown bar uh the crown bars have this kind of a heel and this is how i do it yeah and i was like oh, okay that would be like yeah be like telling Gibson that you wanted a different style of headstock that looked more like a Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's that gaudy and disgusting, but wonderfully topical uh, yeah. of you. <laughs> but yeah, so those are the two two things I went in there and requested stupidly, and he said no to very, very well intelligently, as he should have. And without much thought. No, it was just, just straight up just like no. Uh, you know what though? My my guitar is Kronbauer four four two, so let's say he's he's probably at this point up from the four fifties. Yeah, easy. Um, 
so he he's built 450 guitars as Trevor Cronbauer, and he's built other ones when he was apprenticing. Mm-hmm. At this point, I am not. There's no way I'm the first idiot to come in there and want to do something just really dumb. Yeah, and he's had to be like, oh. Uh, like, and I'm sure he handled the other idiots a little more delicately. <laughs> At this and point, I, like, I have to tell you, though, man, some of some of those, I'm not going to call them idiots, but some of those, like, wild things, he indulges, or, and has indulged. Yeah. And I think has learned from them to maybe rein in the indulgences a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I can think of, I, I, I think we're thinking of the same, same one. Same yep. builders. One in particular, I know for sure. He's been like, never again, never mm-hmm. again. No way. Yep. Um, so, I mean, for, for, for the listeners out there, just to kind of emphasize a little bit how, just how, um, limited the quantity of these guitars there are on the planet. Uh, like Al says, his guitar is not yet finished and is in and around is 442 serial number. 442. 442. So my guitar, uh, the first guitar that I ordered, um, in 2015, was actually I received it in 2015. So it does have a 2015 serial number. Uh, and it is um, 341. Yeah. So, so we're, we're in, yours is a 2018 serial. Yeah. So three years later, uh, you know. Oh, but he just doesn't. It's a hundred guitars in build, right? Like yep. it's just, you know. Um, so they are, I mean, limited. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to call them rare. Uh, because they I are they're, they're rare. I mean, they're accessible. If you wanted one to order thing, one, you could have one. It's yeah. just that easy. Um, but but I mean, for one thing, there are no two alike. None. Not there, even. There, I can think of one instance where he built two alike, and it was because the customer specifically ordered twins. And I actually I know where there's a near twin to mine. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't have a sound port. That's right. Yeah. Uh, each, so each one is a, is a unique experience, and that being said. If your guitar ends up having a flaw, or if he's building a guitar and ends up having a flaw, there isn't like ninety percent chance that he destroys it and builds a it new one. It starts again. Yeah, um, which is it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It hurts, hurts my brain. We recently talked him out of destroying a guitar that he ended up selling to a friend of ours. Yeah, that uh, had a crack in the finish. Yep, and it wasn't uh, even. It's not even a structural no. problem. Like, it's and and it was like so. He didn't send it to the guy who custom ordered it. He built a whole new guitar for that customer, and then he was gonna destroy this one, and then instead he he repaired the finish and sold it to our friend. Um, but yeah, so he's very very as as he should be in in mm-hmm. what he's doing. He's in a, he's in a high 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 class boutique world of acoustics. You got to be at, at that level of picky. I get it. Yep. Um, and and so, you know, we're at serial number 450-ish crown give, bars give out take. there. Yep. Um, but there's probably, realistically speaking, closer to 400. I would say. I don't know that he's destroyed 50 guitars. That's well, a- I'm accounting for a couple getting destroyed through other circumstances. True. Um, yeah, or, or the one that uh, that he allowed me to turn into a wine bottle holder. Um, right. Right. You know, and then there's been other ones he's built, like the the one f hole body. Yep. That uh, got a serial number, but never was completed. There's just things like that, you know. Yeah, I, I would say there's probably maybe you know a dozen 
twenty at most, at, at absolute most. Okay. Well, I mean, still, there, there's yeah. there's less than four fifty out there. Yep. Which over the course of fifteen years, it's not a lot of guitars. No, it's, but each one is meticulously yeah. crafted. It's yeah. super cool world to be a part of being mm-hmm. being part of the Crown Bar family. Yeah, and that's what it is. Yeah. You know, there's a we have a Facebook group that identifies owners and, and everybody gets <laughs> to join the group. It's it's a it's a neat neat world to be a part yeah. of. And that I think is probably why I love small builders so much. Small pedal builders, right? Um, small instrument builders, like you're 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 buying into a very uh, something that somebody's way more personally attached to. Like if your SG is defective, no one at Gibson's particularly like, oh god, oh my no. work, oh no. Right. It's like they're all just kind of like, oh shoot, well, um. What do we do about that, Frank? Like, it's <laughs> like no. Yeah. How do you want to proceed? You know. Uh, you know. Whereas, if you buy a tuna tone from Layla out of Edmonton, or if you buy a Kronbauer uh, from Trevor, you know, like th- these are people who are really like intrinsically committed, linked to each. Yeah. Each product they create, each and, thing they create, and you make friends by default because <laughs> I've met another Kronbauer owner who's like, "Oh, you're getting a Kron." Like, it's like there's something there. There's it's yeah. It's a cool small thing to be a part of, um, and and I and I really like that. I love small builders for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's part. That's uh, there you go. I think I think that's we're gonna just spontaneously stop there. I think yeah, there will be more to come. We got There's like tons. We talk a lot about uh, you know in passing now today already about uh, you know the small builders community, guitars, uh, pedal builders. Um, I think we're going to have some, some really great folks from, yeah. from kind of all over that do that, that boutique level, uh, yeah stuff. And we're going to, we're going to have some really cool conversations with, yeah, I think we're with g- some of those, those boutique builders and, and really delve into what got them going in this world and why yeah. they, why they carry on. Why the way they're they part do. of the guitar culture. Yeah. 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 And what, yeah, it's, yeah. it's obviously more than just being a player or, or, or being interested in electronics and things that get them into it. Like, yeah. you know, there's some, yeah, there's some and I, I think it would be cool to, to like why. try and focus, you know, this is, I mean, maybe just because largely my passion uh, is focusing on the, the smaller builders and yeah. the smaller things and, and the, the ones that are, you know, they don't have full page ads in Guitar World or they don't have, yeah, uh, you know, that kind of stuff behind them because i not that i have anything against fender but we don't need to add, we don't need to put focus or free advertising on fender no but i, th- I think we i think we should focus a little bit on some of the the more uh bananas things that are going on in oh the, sure in the, in the big manufacturing world yeah you know. i mean we're not going to ignore new things coming from fender that are cool there's yeah. you know we're going to talk about some s- stuff and if we can if if the opportunity comes to have uh, somebody from that world or from that company on the podcast, and absolutely, I want to do. It. I want to talk to them. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put my efforts a little more strongly into finding these these smaller builders and talking to them and and sharing their unique craft and, and gifts with the world, just because mm-hmm. that's I don't know the support they need. And I want to help them, and especially like the Canadian builders. There's so many cool Canadian builders I want to highlight because yeah. I, you know, they're my countrymen. <laughs> I want to. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, that's been a personal passion project, uh, which we'll dive in, deep dive into a little yeah. on another episode. But I've been working on uh, building an all-Canadian 
pedal board for my, my touring and trying to replace every pedal I had with a Canadian equivalent. And you have a fairly specific need for your pedal board. I do, yeah. Yeah, and we can dive into that, I think, a little later. Yeah. And, and, and we will definitely talk about, you know, you know the the everyday pedals and their uses and, and, and how we, how you particularly, Al, because you actually have a fairly elaborate um, need um, on for your show and the things that you used your pedals for. Oh, really? You call it elaborate? Uh, I don't think your setup is particularly elaborate, but I think the, the tonal uh, value that is created by your pedals and, and your and your music okay. in general is I, I guess, is, yeah. is elaborate and really, really cool. And, uh, you know, that's part of the I reason. I just never, I guess, you don't think about yourself certain ways, no, I guess. And I, so. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think that's a big reason why why we've become such such thick friends because, you know, you got some cool shit going on, man. Oh, I dropped an S bomb. <gasps> <laughs> we'll have to. There goes the. There well, goes the. That'll be PG fun to, rating. Damn that'll it. be fun to beep out. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that uh, you know d- delving into the those type of things is going to be cool, and yeah. and the everyday stuff too. You know. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't have anything particularly elaborate on my pedal board, but you know, I cover some of the the basics and and. You have. I think your pedal board is really neat, and it's like the ultimate busker's board. It's true. That, a, that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yep. I've, yeah. Got Which everything. is a very different board than a lot of people build. I think if you're... We're supposed to be ending it, but we're not <laughs> really ending it. But, <laughs> but I think if you're on Instagram a lot and you're really into pedals and you're really into like following and researching cool pedal boards and that kind of thing, I think you see a lot of flavor of the month boards where you'll see a very cool board with very cool expensive pedals on it. Um, which, don't get me wrong, I love. And I have a bunch of those pedals. Yeah. Um, but they're all very similar. You know, it's a very electric guitar ba- yeah, yeah. based thing. And it's very focused on something you would use in, uh, band settings. I don't see a lot of boards like yours. That's true. You know, I've got everything from, I mean, a little you bit of drive, a guitar little stuff, bit of reverb, some a little bit of delay, some vocal stuff. Looping stuff. And you got some, some vocal stuff. Like that's a really unique board. So yeah. that's worth talking about. Well, maybe we'll post some things on the Instagram and. Yeah. You know, yeah. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be fun. Which, uh, speaking of which, we do have uh, The Culture Guitarist is on Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook. I think those are the only two social media things I signed us up for. Yeah. The, the, the Twitter one is... I just don't use my own yeah, Twitter. I don't either. Care, so. I don't either. Well, let maybe us know. If you want us to be on Twitter, we need to, if we need to be on Twitter, let us know. We'll you know, get on Al is the social medias guy. Oh, gosh. There we go. That's... <laughs> But yeah, culture guitarist, give us a give us a follow. Always give us the feedback. What you like, what you don't like. We 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 wanna we wanna be the best. So help us help us get there. And uh, thanks for checking us out. Yeah, the inaugural inaugural episode. Sophomore episode. Uh, no, freshman freshman, freshman episode. It, I don't understand the American <laughs> schooling system. <laughs> and that's it. We're out. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs>